Welcome back to Fofola Lefala Podcast. Fofola Lefala Podcast is a project of Utopia Washington with stories written by Marian Malena. And I am your host, Donato Fatuesi. Y'all, I want to take a moment to thank you, our listeners, from wherever you are and beyond for all of your support. Since releasing episode three, we have reached over 2,000 downloads. Y'all, this is incredible. Truly. I mean, you can be anywhere, but you choose to be here with us. And for that, we are so, so grateful. If this is your first time here, that's okay too. Welcome to the Fala. Here, we weave together the stories of LGBTQ folks from across Pacifica that you wouldn't otherwise hear anywhere else. And what makes this podcast so special is that we're changing that and we're changing it together. These are the stories of the leaders, the healers, the change makers of our cutie pie communities. But this one in particular, a forgotten pageant queen. Now, we want to elevate their stories and share them widely, and we hope you do too. In fact, I think I know you do too. <laughs> so, if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. Y'all, it is now time to unfold your mat. This is episode four of Fofola Lefala. Whatever happened to her, the glory and pain of a forgotten pageant queen. The crowning of Miss Sophia's Pearl Tomalatai in 2010 was an unlikely choice for a beauty queen at the time. Already in her 40s and by her own admission, not the popular favorite. Nonetheless, her victory defined the end of an old era and the beginning of a new one in the Fafafina community of American Samoa. It was a historical win in a year that saw the merging of two of the island's most prominent organizations to establish SOFIAs, the Society of Fafafina in American Samoa an evolution that would come to embody a symbol of Fafafina power unique to the Fafafina experience living on the islands as well as those living abroad. With the passing of time, Pearl seemingly faded into obscurity. It's been a decade since her last public appearance in 2013. I visited American Samoa in 2017 and asked around for her. Rumors circulated at the time that she had detransitioned, married a woman, and lived in Australia. However, there was never any proof to support these claims. When the opportunity to write stories for Fufola Fala was made possible in 2021, one of the people that were at the top of my list to feature was Pearl. But tracking her was more difficult than I thought. 
None of the people I asked had any direct contact with her. So I turned to Facebook and found numerous profiles connected to her name. I sent each one a personal message, but failed to receive a reply. It seemed the profiles had long been inactive, and again, I had reached a dead end. As the years passed, it seemed as though we would never get a chance to speak to Pearl. In January of 2023, I received a Facebook friend request from someone I thought looked like Pearl, but I wasn't sure. I sent her a message. At last, certainly it was the one and only. In April, the Miss Sophia's pageant will mark its return after its hiatus due to COVID-19 restrictions in American Samoa. Indeed, it is a pleasure to finally have the chance to speak to the one and only. After three years of searching, this is her story. Pearl was born in 1969 in Mata'upu in Apia, Samoa. She was the seventh of 13 siblings, five of whom died during childbirth. Her mother, Failangi, was a homemaker and her father, Benny, was the sole breadwinner of her family who supervised the plantation for a church in Apia. At four years old, Pearl realized she was Fafafine. She would often spend time playing house and dress up with village girls. One day, her father caught Pearl wearing a dress and he beat her. He hated that I was Fafafine, she remembers. The beatings became a constant part of my childhood. He did everything in his will to try and change me, but I knew in my heart no matter what he did, nothing will ever change who I am. While her father was unwilling to accept her as a Fafafina child, Pearl found all the love and nurturing she needed in her mother. When Pearl's auntie, the well-known Fafafina icon Tanya Tomalatai, moved back to Samoa in the 70s after a relationship with an American soldier, Pearl and her Fafafine cousin Julie found inspiration in her. Tanya gave them makeovers and allowed them to wear her dresses and bras. As the beatings from Pearl's father continued throughout her adolescent years, Tanya interrupted one day. What's the use of beating for ah? She said. There's nothing you can do about it. Your son is a woman. Her family for most of her childhood struggled with poverty, but the rejection, however, did not daunt Pearl from also sympathizing with her father, who was the only working body in their home. At 13, she made a choice to quit school and secure a job to help care for her family. She found work as a custodian in Jerome's Cove, a bar owned by the popular Samoan musician Jerome Gray. 
she made 70 tala a week and with tips up to 100 tala. Even while financially supporting her family, she continued to conflict with her father at home. Pro was now almost an adult and living entirely as a woman. Rebelling against him, she began drinking and smoking. Pro's father was unable to come to terms with her transition, and she moved to American Samoa to stay with an uncle. She lived a bohemian lifestyle, drifting back and forth between Apia and Pangopango in the 80s and 90s. She later found herself living with a kind-hearted woman named Diana, whose home overlooked the Pango Harbor. Diana's parents were pastors of an Assembly of God church. While the pastor himself was a stern traditionalist, it astounded Pearl how the pastor's wife, Malaya, was accepting of her. <laughs> she and her husband were total opposites, she remembers. Malaya embraced me and treated me like a member of the family. Every time she traveled off island, she came with a care package for me filled with the latest style clothing, makeup, and shoes. She was truly a beautiful human being, and her daughter Diana personified her mom's nature equally. May they both rest peacefully. When a cousin began operating a business with her husband, she employed Pearl as one of her workers. Crystal's Burger was a well-known eatery with several locations in American Samoa during the 90s, and Pearl worked as the company chauffeur for six years. In 1997, Pearl's father became gravely ill. She flew to Apia to see him. A reunion that would be their last. The moment I walked in the hospital, he began crying. Pearl reflected. I remained strong for him. He turned to me and said, Out of all of my kids, you're the only one who is constantly caring for mom and I. You're a hard worker. And you never say no when we ask you for money. Please forgive me for all the years I was unkind to you. I never wanted or asked for forgiveness, I told my dad. I only hoped for your blessing. My child, you have no blessing. And three weeks later, after visiting him, Pearl's father passed away. In Samoa, there are seldom avenues for Fafafina to express themselves through art and entertainment. This void was filled with the creation of Fafafina beauty pageants. It was common practice in the day that many Fafafina women also were involved in pageants as contestants or committee members, and Pearl became one of them. 
Her first competition was in 1990, and she placed third runner-up. After an 18-year gap, she returned to competing and placed first runner-up in 2008. And it all came full circle for her in 2010 when she finally won. I learned during our interview that her moment of victory came at a price overshadowed by criticism, rejection, and feelings of self-doubt that wounded her. While it's never easy to talk about a complicated history when reflecting on the past, we are living in a time when certain things that didn't seem problematic before are talked about now. In her own words, Pearl recounts the evening she won Miss Sophia's. I don't know why or how I won, honestly. And frankly, I knew that night I was not the favorite. The moment they crowned me, all I could hear was shaming and booing from the audience. It was painful. The next day during the prize-giving luncheon, I was prepared to step down and return the crown. But Isabella Louie, a good friend and one of my sponsors, she was the one who comforted me. This is your time, she said. You'll probably never get this chance again in your lifetime. Pearl made the decision to continue with her reign, yet even throughout, there were moments she felt completely unwelcomed. The whole experience was discouraging, she said. I couldn't wait to step down from the title. When I finally did, it felt like a burden was lifted. I had reached out to some of the Sophia's current and past members who were there the evening pro won, and they validated her statements. It was beyond anyone's control, one said. Pageant supporters can be rowdy and disrespectful, but of course, it's easily forgotten when we are the ones offended. We are deeply sorry to Pearl for any pain we caused her. For a time, Pearl worked as a bartender at a popular waterfront restaurant before moving to New Zealand to be close to her mother where she resides today. Pearl is a caretaker for her mom, and in her spare time, she side hustles as an event decorator and floral arranger. My mom is 80 now. She is my priority. She is able and doesn't like being babied, so I just make her meals and watch her from the side. I began making arrangements for the church I go to here and decided to put some of my work on the marketplace. My clients have grown since. It has truly been a blessing. At the conclusion of our interview, I asked Pearl if there was anything we haven't talked about that she would like to include. Yes, she said. I want to offer an apology. And this is to the members of Sophia's. Pearl 
forgive me and my weaknesses during my reign. I also want to dispel any rumors said about me. Yes, I am living comfortably, but internally I will always be a woman. Regardless of my past experiences, I am honored to have been Miss Sophia's and will show my respect to the organization no matter what. What advice would you give our younger generation of Fafafine? I asked Pro. Life is fleeting, she said. When you set out to do something, do everything with love. Never forget where you come from and always treat your Fafafine elders with respect there. At the writing of Pearl's story, trying to find a decent photo from the year she won was also a difficult task. A product of a time when photography was sometimes grainy and unsteady as it transitioned into the early years of smart devices. Luckily, a video copy of the pageant still sits in my DVD collection. There, one can revisit the moment and relive when Pearl captured the crown. A lady of poise, confidence, and yes, to this day, full of grace. What an amazing story, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Fofola Lefala. Whatever happened to her, the glory and pain of a forgotten pageant queen. Speaking of pageants... <laughs> I want to let you know that in just a few short weeks, on March 11th, Utopia Washington will be holding its Miss Island Goddess pageant, formerly the Miss Utopia International title. <laughs> now, it is the event of the season that you do not want to miss. Beyonce Black St. James will be stepping down and crowning one lucky goddess out of a pool of seven contestants this year. We are so happy to also welcome back the incomparable Alexa Manila, who is a social activist and literally a Seattle icon, as well as our celebrity host, Brita Filter from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. <laughs> so y'all get your tickets now at www.utopiawa.org. Can't attend? No problem. <laughs> I will be your social media correspondent covering the event. So if you're not already doing so, you can follow me at dfatuesi on all the socials and at utopia underscore wall to stay connected. And friends, if you have any feedback that you'd love to share about today's episode. We want to hear from you. Tag us, share about this podcast, message us in the DMs, share any thoughts or feelings you have about these stories of resiliency and triumph. Truly, your feedback means the world. Thank you again for joining us. It is now time again to fold your mat. Till next time, this has been Donato Fatuessi.